0: ladies and gentlemen and welcome to my podcast on today today is Wednesday hump day (laughs) so today is hump day we are at the halfway mark for Friday thank the Lord but today is Wednesday and we are at day two talking about get out of your head remember I told y'all about yesterday how to get out of your head how um recap real quick how um we need to the, the, the um we had the mind is so precious so intense that we have to destroy those strongholds destroy what the enemy is trying to tell us the enemy family whoever it may be and i told you in second corinthians 10 three five, it said that we walk in flesh but not we are not warring wars according to the flesh in other words we do not fight with arm we do not fight with politics we do not fight with money we do not fight with all the humanities, ways, or the weapon of warfare are not the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments, and every love of opinion rise against the knowledge of God, and take every thought captive to obey God. So we're talking about how, like, like, destroy these strongholds. Strongholds can be one of two things. It can be a worldview. view. It can be materialism. Anything that, um that you idle anything that you idle is a mental stronghold that people set up against God knowledge you know like fear guilt resentment insecurity whatever it is and then I told y'all that we need to take every thought captivity like bring every thought captive to the word of God like we must bring every thought captive mean like whether it's coming from you it, whoever is coming from, and I was telling y'all about the poor principle of winning the battle in the mind. One will do not don't believe everything you think. Like our mind are always confused, anxious, closed, evil, resentment, rash. The, you know all of that. And the I was talking about a troubled mind that was in Second Kings six eleven, a deprived mind that was in First Timothy six five, a sinful mind that was in Romans eight seven, a dull mind that was in Second Corinthians three fourteen, a blind mind, and in Second Corinthians four four and a corrupt mind. Second Timothy three eight. And it said we must break our minds, um break our minds to you know God guard, guard our mind from garbage. Like you say for instance if you can't watch certain stuff on TV or you can't listen to certain music Whatever don't beat your mind god Because whatever you put in your mind That's what you get out of your mind if you put positive stuff into your mind you get positive stuff into your mind If You put negative stuff into your mind you get negative stuff into your mind. I mean you, you think of negative, you know I'm gonna say it. But you have to be careful. So today <clears throat> I told y'all about that, but today I'm going to read today's devotional, and today we're going to talk about five levels of learning. Yeah. Okay. Well, today is day two. Get out of your head. One thing. It is incredible if you think about it. How can, how can sometimes you get, well, how can sometimes we can't seem to control so much of who we are determined. What, what we feel or what we do or what we say or don't dictate how we move or sleep inform what we want, what we hate, and what we love. Captain, all our thoughts may seem impossible, like may seem an impossible task, yes, especially when we consider our potential number one thoughts per minute. Research tells us that we have over 30,000 thoughts a day. Can you believe that? 30,000 thoughts a day, whether it's good, bad. People, we do doing. good some thinking people. That means we might think about 30, 31 thoughts per minute. But what if one thought held the power to interrupt our spiral and bring us peace into our mental chaos? The Apostle Paul, on oh life, was like a picture of interruption. After the scale fell from his eyes. His his mind centered on an entire, entirely new new reality. There was no other hope, no other narrative, no other track playing in the background. He stopped the things that had distracted him and let him focus on one thing: to let me live in Christ. Paul wrote in Philippians one twenty one twenty one, and to die is gain. That is in the ESV. It is all. It is always about Christ. Mm. Paul experienced a massive shift. And now he was totally a different man. No longer was he a slave to his circumstance or his emotion. Meaning like he changed his way of thinking. That's why you have to ask God, Lord, thank you that you renew my mind each and every day. Because I'm trying to tell you, the mind is something else. I'm gonna tell you about the mind. Let me get with this up. Uh, it's saying Paul chose. Paul now choose to live a life where the power of Christ in him, through him, and for him. Paul now has the power of the Spirit, that same power that raised Jesus from the dead, and he choose to live aware of, aware of, aware of, aware of, aware of and under the power. Excuse me. God built a way for us to escape the down of toxic thought, but we rarely take it. We have thought. We have brought that lie that we are victims of our thoughts rather than warriors to equip to fight on the front line of the greatest battle of generation the battles of the mind I Meaning, like god has already equipped us so when the enemy comes in whatever any kind of thought comes in you have the power you have the ability you have it all to bring that like devil your life not today, say whatever it is put it with the word of god if it's Satan, so if you're interested, okay you like go to the doctor, get a bad report. And they say, you know, they haven't even told you what it is. But in your mind, oh, I got something because it runs in my family. Oh, I got this. No, you don't. You have what you say. So also remember that the mind, even though your mind is thinking, if you speak it, you speaking it into existence. Whatever you say, so you, the tongue is powerful. I'm trying to tell you that's And it said, God has equipped us with the battle against the lies. If we believe who we are, if we believe who I am and who you are, help will never feel, help will never feel as victim to my thoughts because you already already victorious. Take me, for instance, when I was going through my situation, Lord have mercy. I thought I was losing my mind. I thought I was crazy. I thought I, I mean, I really thought I was really crazy. I really thought something was wrong with me because I went to the church and I was like, Can't say pray for me, this is what I'm dealing with. They was like, What you did? You know? And I they really had me thinking that God had really was punishing me because what I had did. Who had three kids out of real life. I really thought that's wait, what God was punishing me. And I really thought it for the longest I felt so victim to that. I felt like Hopefully she can't get this together, can't do this for herself. She always needs some help, or she always needs some somebody to help her. She can't do this by herself. So you know, I felt that way. So now it's in the, me in the process, not of me. Retraining my mind. Retraining it. Renewing my mind. know that I can do all things that Christ strengthens me. I can do it all. I might, might have to have a little help every now and then, but I can do it. Meaning like I have to tell myself, get, get in the car, the mind get the roll. As soon as I leave the house, my mind gets the roll. When I'm here, yeah, my do my mind do roll, but if, when I'm not here, the mind rolls. Not telling. God and I gave the spirit of fear but the power of love it's not devil I will live when I got cut work I have to tell myself that every organ, every tissue, every cell in my body function with God decides to function, it's whatever. My kids will be healthy, healthy. Whatever it is, I'm on it. So I have to tell my mom about that because my mom will have me somewhere that I don't even want to be. Just gonna be straight up with you. Just gonna tell you. Cause your mind will have you in lift thinking you had lost your mind, like had lost your people. Okay, the verse is first. I mean, Philippians one twenty one, for to me to live in Christ and to die is gain. Mm. First Timothy. First Timothy one seven two. No. First Timothy one twelve seventeen. I thank Christ, Jesus our Lord, who has given me strength that he considered me trustworthy, anointed to to his service. Even though I once was a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man, I show mercy because I act in acting innocent and unbelief. The grace of our Lord has poured out on me abundantly, along with the faith and love that is in Christ Jesus. There is trustworthy saying that is considered full that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the worst but for that reason I show mercy so that in me the worst of sinners Jesus Christ might display his patience as an example for those who believe in him and receive eternal life now to the king eternal immortal, invisible, and visible the only God be honored and glorious forever and ever amen this is John eight forty four. You belong to the Father. The devil, uh, you belong to the Father. The devil, and you want to carry out your Father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning. Not holding the truth, but there is no truth in him. Where he lies, he speaks native language, and he is a liar, and the father of liars. Meaning, like if anything coming from the enemy, he is a father of all lies. That's all he do is lie. If he say, oh, this is gonna happen, and you know you know, like, wait a minute, where they come from? You know, you, you can be, it's amazing how you can pray and uh, you say you're going to live your life right for God. And God, you be on I was like, he come in, this was New help There'll a lie. Just tell him he'll lie. And you know, and you put, you have to, you know, you know it's him because God's not going to tell you that. God's not going to be like, well, you know what? This is, you know, this is what I'm going to do today no just know that it's him lying he, he is a father of all lies so i'm gonna go over here and read this it said the five levels of learning this is from desire desiringgod.org it said let me quickly recap what i call the five levels of learning this is a that five levels of learning it is a major reason why our church churches have been able to bring so many people into the front door and send them out back door in the ministry ministry I ministry and mission I believe you can judge the mental health of church churches by exceeding capacity but it is sinning capacity don't judge the well don't judge, judge, don't judge the health of an army by how many soldiers sit in the mess hall and eat every week and listen to your bible stuff you judge the health of the army by how it made it on the front line battle in the world. We want to bring bring them in the building, train them forward, and send them out. And to do so, we must be able to teach people not only to love the word, but also do the word. You have to love the word, word, and you also have to do what word. Meaning, like, you got to read that Bible, that Bible got to be so rooted in you. So, when, when the enemy comes in, anything comes up, wait a minute. This is what the Bible says, whatever. And that's, that's me. I i be I'll be on it. Okay. Um also do the word in James 1 22 25. Here here are what I call the five levels of learning. One is knowledge, one is perception, perception, wisdom, three is conviction, four is character, and one is and fifth is skill. The first two do with knowing. The second two have to do with being, and the third one has to do with doing. And you can think ooh, the heat go, sorry. you can think these things as a temple for all disciples moving people from come and to see and come into that number one knowledge first we must learn learn knowledge God say in Hosanna 4 6 my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge so if you don't know something it's best if you we got YouTube We got all kinds of stuff out there that we have to learn. That's why I always try to... I teach myself different stuff. Like right now, I am crafting. I learn. I be crafting different stuff. I just look at the video and be like, okay, I can do that. I tell myself I can do it. It might take me a couple minutes. Maybe an hour or two to do it. But I do it. Um, Look at me. Felicia doing a podcast. Who would have thought Felicia be doing a podcast? But you have to... You have to wanna to learn. You wanna to have to know that you Is it, there so much about that you can learn. So people are like, I don't know how to do this. What? What you mean you're not do this? Okay, let me show you. You know, this is how you can do it. Or you know, I don't mind trying people, but that's how we, that's what he's saying. Well, we don't know the word of God. When we don't know the word of God, we can't be destroyed and we need to know not only the Bible, also the church history. <laughs> The church's history. That's why our church future each week on the back. Okay, that's what he's he talking about his church. That's the part of knowledge. Sadly, we can learn from the Bible without really knowing it. In other words, you know all the facts without really knowing the contents. You know what people say? Oh, I know they know the Bible in and out, but don't know the contents of the Bible. That's what he's about. Um, you don't really know something, something. You don't really know something until you apply it. That, that's why Jesus implied to the Pharisee that there probably isn't isn't that they don't do that they don't know scripture but they don't know the power of God in Mark 12 24. Okay then the say number two is wisdom perception wisdom the second thing we need is perception the Bible called this perception wisdom wisdom is fine and seeing life from God's God's viewpoint it is seeing God's perception knowledge is knowing that God does wisdom and perspective or knowing, or knowing why he does it, wisdom is the bottom rung, precisely in the next building blocks above it. So many churches are a great Bible knowledge but fail to teach their people perspective, they teach the wisdom. I love the par- I love this paraphrase of Isaiah 55 8 in the midst. God said, I don't think the way you think, the way you think isn't the way I work. Absolutely, that's true in Psalms three seven, say the Lord we make known his way into Moses his act unto the children of Israel ok the third one is conviction the third thing we need is conviction conviction is a third building block as those who build on each other we pursue knowledge the word of God then percepts it, it. perspective Lord have mercy a wise perception um, or why God does what he does And in doing so we start to develop Conviction What is God's perspective on temptation What is God's perspective on evil What is God's perspective on our past Present and future What is God's perspective on sin What is God's perspective On sin Once we start to get specific, We begin to develop conviction Conviction is not an option Obviously is something you argue about Conviction is something you die for and when we need and when we need today as much as ever are men's and women godly biblical convictions. If you know hardly anything about history, you can still know that people who have the greatest impact on the world world for good or evil were the smartest, not well not the smartest, not those who have much knowledge, not the wealth, not the talent, but those who have the deepest conviction of right or wrong. Of course it is Jesus. Who have made the most impact and it is Jesus who had the deepest conviction of all. If you want to know much if you want to know how much Jesus loved us, look at the cross. His arm mm, his arm outstretched the nails, pierced him Jesus said that the cross is much this much he well, Jesus said that the cross is much he and his father love us. God showed his love for us while he was up there with the sinner. Jesus died for us. I love you so much. It hurt. He said, I love you so much that every drop of blood falling to the ground say, I love you. That is conviction. Hallelujah. Hmm. That is conviction. Conviction we want. And conviction we want to, we want the heart of God. We want, we don't want to only see what God sees, but also feel what God feels about the world, about the laws, about his word, about the church. So that's conviction. You know how you be like, I shouldn't have did that. You just convict yourself like, I know I shouldn't have did that, Lord. Forgive me. That is conviction. Number four is character. Woo. Once we begin to develop conviction, we develop a habit. We just we start developing a habit. And some total habit is what we call character. We cannot say that we have character of honest unless we are habitually honest. We cannot say we have character of kindness unless we are habitually honest. Uh, Kind. Character is a sum of all habits. Okay, for example, for example, uh, if I was to say to my wife, honey, let me just read what he said. <laughs> honey, I'll, I'll be faithful to you 29 days of the month. She knows that, she knows, and I know that parts, partly, faithful and unfaithful is only faithful if, if it is a habit, only, if it is a habit to to always be faithful to her. Your character by develop habits for love and joy and peace and patience. Those nine qualities of Galatians 5, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Verse 22 and 23, what are these fruits of the Spirit? They are a perfect picture of character of Jesus. If we want to become like Jesus, we must seek the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. The goal to live more like Jesus is our character, not to become God's. Hallelujah. So we must develop those characters like peace, love, joy, patience, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Just character. When you don't blow up on nobody like God, I'm about to, you know, all that type of stuff. We need to learn character. We really, truly do. And don't be trying to become somebody God so they worship you and all that type of stuff. Number five is skills. When we get to develop character and do good, Daily Bible reads daily, they read the Bible daily, regular fast, regular pray, regular day of prayer, regular witness. And when those become the habit of our lives, the more we do them, the better we will be, the better we will get at them. I Meaning like that we have to be, you have to develop this, this habit of, okay, God, I'm going to pray every day. Whether well, it's like, meet your mind, maybe it's a scripture too. You say, God, read it. Okay, God, I'm going to fast. I'm not going to get on social media this, this week. I'm not going to eat no candy this week. Whatever it is, but you have to start setting up a habit. Like, do it with you, you know. Pray day, like, oh, Lord, Lord forgive me. Because I, sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm going to pray tonight. But last night, I'm not going to lie. I felt because I was so tired. You know, you, we have to develop well you in the car, you just tell somebody about God, God, let me to you what Jesus you, me the blah, blah blah that's witness to people because people need to know the real. People don't need to know the no fake and phony stuff. People need to know the real stuff. The real stuff that people go through. Um, and it says skills come through something over and over. Mean like you do it over and over. Just like, okay, I gotta do this. I gotta do this. Um, if an axe is dull and its edge is unsharpened, more strength is needed. But skills will be successful this is one of the life birds if you are a if you are chopping wood it helps you to sharpen axe if you have a dull axe it takes more energy to cut the wood but if you have a sharp axe it doesn't take that much energy so that's what it's saying today we must be doers of the world of the word we got to be that we have to do that we have to be like, okay, God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look for you. I'm gonna get my mind together. I'm not gonna think about this. And that. We have to, okay, I gotta pray, you know, because I know the enemy's gonna throw stuff at me. But I gotta get in that word. I gotta, whether if you just read one, if you know, really just one passage a day, where like, okay, I'm gonna read this verse today, and they say, and you just meditate on that scripture. Whatever works for you. I mean, I know everybody has busy life, but whatever, it help you get through the day um and, and the other one said let God strengthen your imagination just let him that that's the gift that God gives us the ability to dream to envision imagine something before it can even come to reality every building we see first imagine our architect I mean okay see if you had a big dream did you see yourself living in a house or you see yourself doing this write it out make it plain just write those things out everybody have imagination." I mean, I still have this vision of me being on the radio, me speaking to all these mean ladies. I have that vision and dream because I feel like this, this is my passion. Yes, I could do this all day talking to people, but I know I have to strengthen myself. I got to get myself prepared. And I figure like, okay, I got to go through this. Sometimes, you know, people want to do it the easy way. Like, God, why well, I got to go through this? And uh, Why well, I got to go through this? And I, I know stuff. Maybe you don't know it all, um, but sometimes God make us go through stuff to get us to the next place that He want us to do. Get us to the next level, you know. And that's what He's. That's what I'm trying to tell you It's time for us to stop being like, mm, I don't know. Mm, I don't know if I want to do this. This is not my calling, whatever. But we have to do. We have to show people the real. We have to show people, us, the real, not so people are like, oh, you know, so people can be like, girl, you know, like, so you can become that God. No, we have to be doers of the world. Read the Bible, pray, regularly, meditate. I mean, not meditate, fast, regular, whatever, but to get your mind together, we have to be, we have to show people, Some I know Before I go, this lady's like, you done been through so much, but yet you smile. I'm like, only only she knew. Because deep down, I'm like, Lord, I don't know if I can do this. I just thought, no. But I keep doing it because I know God is with me. There are times when I thought, there are things I say, I can't do this, but I'm doing it. You know, like, me doing it? No, it's not me. That's not my cup of tea. But yet I am doing it and it's all because of God because I tell my mom I tell my mom I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it. Um I might I might not do it right then, and then but I was like, oh I can do that. Let me see if I can do it. Like when I start this, people start making T shirts and all this stuff. I said, this is what I said. I can do that. Now one time I said, I don't know if I can do that. Yes, people, you know, they business and booming. Mother ain't got that yet. But I was like, oh I can do that. That's okay. It's come. But I keep pushing myself. I keep doing the weather. Somebody said, Can you make me a shirt here? Make me a shirt there. I used to be like, Dang, everybody's yeah, got it's some orders. Yeah, but, yeah, but I has got a oh, got this, this. But thank you, Jesus. I had to catch myself, you know. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this order. Because if I, give, if I begin to thank you, there'll be more orders to come. Every night before I go to bed or every day, whatever. Amen. I always pray for my bit because I want my business to. I want it to be well. I don't have to work for nobody. I'm working for Felicia. But it's coming. So thank you ladies and gentlemen. For listening to my podcast on today. Um, tomorrow we're going to be reading day three. Uh, get out of your head. And I'm going to. Um, use thinking. i Use some acronyms for think. You know. About your mind. And just ask God to renew your mind. Each and every day. Ask God to cover your mind with the blood of Jesus. As God to help you think of those things that are true entrepreneurial report and just know when those you have those thoughts and it's coming from the enemy, cast those thoughts out, devil you alive, whatever it is, put it with the word of God. devil um, I mean, one time I told y'all that you know I didn't think I have enough food, whatever. I said, Wait a minute, and I'm gonna pay I said, Wait a minute, God said in His word, He said, Do not worry about what you're gonna eat, what you're gonna wear, what you're gonna do. Okay, I see them birds. You they eat. Me and my kids go eat. So I had to tell myself every time I every time I thought about, oh, what me and my kids gonna eat today. Remember I always say, wait, remember them birds? They did not eat, they don't sow, they don't reap no nut. But yet they always eat. Okay, God, me and my kids are always eat. So I had to tell myself that because the enemy wants you to worry, stress yourself out. But you have to get to a place like, You tired of playing victim, you just get tired. Like I'm tired of living like this no so um thank y'all ladies and me for listening to my podcast on today i hope you have an amazing awesome wednesday and i will be seeing you here on thursday y'all have a blessed one